Welcome to episode 35. And in this episode, I want to talk about Christmas and the emotions leading up to Christmas. I'm going to delve into a little back history on the Grinch because I had this image. I think I was preparing to record last week's podcast and it was the image of the Grinch that popped up and I thought, that is an ideal way to introduce. There is so much going on during this period of time. And if you're anything like me, I used to love Christmas. It was an amazing, magical time of year that I created. It wasn't always like that. And then I fell out in out of love with it through the trauma that I experienced. I couldn't be present. I wasn't present for the people around me, the people that were supporting me. I was drifting off. It was a very, very lonely time as well. And there was so much going on. And I'm trying to think what I wrote about. I wrote about something in the group the other day, uh, the divorce sanctuary that I run. You know, I've got so many little hoovering stories around this time as well. So I wanted to share with you some ideas. I wanted to um, talk you through some things that you can do and how you can be present. And let's have a quick look at how the Grinch got so grumpy, because to me, this is where the story started. It was like, was the emotional abuser the Grinch or what do they have in common? Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of emotional abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. So who stole Christmas? Who stole your Christmas joy? You might be okay. You might be feeling, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can breathe. I remember swinging like a pendulum between lots of different emotions. So one minute when I was no contact, I could breathe and I could think and I was really grounded. Then the hoovering would sort of sneak in. I even had somebody contact me between the the time between Christmas and New Year saying, oh, have you seen this? And that then dragged me down a different hole, a different set of emotions. So the backstory of The Grinch. Now, I will say I've never seen the film or read this story, but I know the gist of what The Grinch is. People talk about it. So I went and had a little search and found that The Grinch was an, was orphaned. And apparently during the film, I'm not sure which one, it shows flashbacks to his parentless childhood. So he's an orphan. He longs for a family and a set of parents who care about him. And he's seen observing other children's Christmases or holidays that include fun and love. And he doesn't have either. And another snippet I read was that he was ridiculed for being different and wounded in his social interactions with the Who's in Whoville. So again, I would look at both of these things and think, well, we've got three core wounds, abandonment, shame and betrayal. And it sounds like the Who's from Whoville, whatever they were doing in the way that they were highlighting something, he him being different to them. He's experienced a wounding of shame and there's the abandonment of a family unit and there might be, he might feel betrayed because he doesn't have this family unit that he so desperately needs or wants. 
he might have not experienced where someone's communicated how he's ended up in this orphanage. Again, you know, as a young child, would he have the vocabulary to understand and understand what's happened to him? When I read the backstory of the Grinch, that he's experienced these core wounds and this is why he behaves in the way he does. And this is what you might have experienced. You now might have, or you're facing Christmas alone, you going into the new year alone. You might be sharing children. So you spend a period of time away from them. This is and can be such a horrific time for people. It might be that you don't have friends and family close by or that you're working and you're going to spend a lot of time alone. These It doesn't matter what time of year it is. These abusive relationships, these emotionally abusive relationships create havoc. They create chaos and they've been designed so that you become codependent. You hand over your power They were all about power and control. And let's take a step back. The most powerful person in the relationship is actually the person being abused. The person, and this is why perhaps I was doing the few videos that I've done on the Queen's Gambit and and using the Queen as the chess piece as being the most important because she is the most powerful piece on the board. The one that's most damaged is the one that creates the chaos. Hiding behind their mask, creating that fake persona and creating with you a fake future. And this is why you stay. You're waiting, you're standing at this slot machine of life, plowing in all your money, plowing in all your energy, protecting that relationship. You are waiting for that fake future that you've created with them. So not only steal Christmas, they steal the joy out of life and they've attacked you on every single level. This was all about power and control. They have attacked you emotionally. They've attacked you mentally. This is the gaslighting and the triangulation. And physically, you might look in the mirror, not recognize the person staring back at you. Some people lose lots of weight. Other people gain weight. But Physically, they've stolen from you because of the abuse that you've been through and they've confused you. They've attacked you financially. They've coerced you out of your funds. You might have paid for everything. You might have supported them financially. You might have been paying the mortgage, the rent, the bills. Uh, You might have been paying everything. You might have paid off their debts. And when you run out of money, they move on to somebody else who can support them. Or as you're running out of something, they move on to someone else who can provide them with bigger, better, shinier, more attention, more supply. And they've attacked you spiritually. And it might be your beliefs. It might be your morals. It might be that you're questioning everything that you believed up until this point because they've challenged you on every single level. So what can you do? Where are you emotionally? Are you feeling dread leading up to this point? Perhaps you're zoning out. Perhaps you're in rumination going over and over the relationship and you're trying to be present for your family members, for your children, for your friends, but you keep whizzing off somewhere and that is not being grounded. So that is one thing you can do. I will link the video on grounding in the description box below. But just quickly, if you want to ground very quickly, you can jump up and down. And it's as if you're shoving yourself back into your body. But you can jump up and down. You can stamp your feet. 
You can imagine roots coming out of your feet and going into the earth and bringing up the nurturing of Mother Earth. You could do these things that will physically ground you very, very quickly. So you stamp your feet and things like that. Box breathing is another one. Take yourself off for a moment and box breathe. So box breathing is counting. Are you six? Pick your favorite number. You count breathing in and actually physically count. One, two, three, four, five, six. You hold your breath for the count of I'm going to use six, one, two, three, four, five, six. You then breathe out for that number and then you hold for the same number, counting as you're doing it. And this will help you come out of your head and be present. It takes you away from that rumination of going over what's wrong with me. Why are you seeing or hearing about them having this magical Christmas or this magical time of year with a new person and how they got the better version of them and how they've got the shinier version and how did you end up in, in this place because you were made all these promises. So it this box breathing is going to help you. And just for your information, they didn't get a shinier, nicer version or an upgrade. They might have got a slight upgrade on your ex. And that's purely because they've learned. They've learned techniques from you as they did from the previous exes that they move on with. It's not that they're not the same person they are. They're just wearing a different mask because they need to create a new persona for the new person that's coming in their new upgrade. So they are version 0.7, version 7.2 or whatever it is, but it's purely designed for the new person in their life. This is putting on the mask. They're doing it through that idealization stage. Are you questioning what's wrong with you? I want you to stop for a moment, if you can, with a pen and a piece of paper, obviously if you're driving and things like that. But when you get a chance, ask yourself, where is this emotion coming from? Feel it in your body. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with me? Why wasn't I good enough for that relationship? And feel where it is in your body. You're holding a wound that means that, uh, that says I'm not good enough. This is a childhood wound or it's more than likely a childhood wound. And if you want to work through that, you can make contact with me. I can work with you one to one on, on finding where that is and removing it and any others that are held around that concept. As I said, the most powerful person in that relationship was the one that was being abused. They were abused because of their power. The abuser isn't. They're the damaged ones. I mean, we all have wounds. I'm not, you know, you've got two people that have come together and they both have wounds but you have something the abuser needs. There's something missing. Like the Grinch was sitting looking out of his window. I'm I've seen clips of the films, but as he, you know, he's goes into town with his sleigh and his dog and he sees all these people that are singing and chasing him around with this joy. He sees things missing. And so he disrupts. The abuser has bits missing and he knows he has bits missing or she knows she has bits missing. And they put on these masks, they protect themselves. It's like a even a coat of armour to protect themselves. They don't want anyone seeing how broken they are. So they stand and point at you and tell you how broken you are. Point out all the things that are wrong with you. You're not. You're the most powerful person in that relationship, but you're left with no self-esteem. They stole it. And if you've read my book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, right at the back, I say, consider this. 
that part of you fell in love with yourself. They were mirroring all the amazing qualities within you in themselves. They were mirroring them back to you. Everything that they're missing, the empathy, the caring for others is mirrored back. And part of that process of saying what's wrong with me is having really honest conversations with yourself. It's such a powerful tool. So ground, breathe, honest conversations. I'm also going to give you something else which is actually the box part of that box breathing. And that is to get a pen and a piece of paper and write some affirmations. And it could be, just pick two. It could be one, but you could pick two. So you could breathe in saying, I am powerful. You could maybe hold saying, I'm the queen of my life, or I take control back, or whatever it is, some powerful affirmations. So as your book's breathing, you're breathing in and with an affirmation, you're holding with an affirmation. It could be the same one. You just repeat like you repeat a number or you could pick one that you breathe into, one that you hold for, that one that you breathe out to, one that you hold for. I was working with someone the other day and she was showing me this technique and I just love it. For me, it's box breathing on steroids. Oh, please try it. Not only does it stop you from ruminating because you're stopping that, those, that thought process of why am I not good enough or whatever it is or going over, if only I'd done something, if only I'd said something, if only I hadn't done something, whatever it is or maybe it stops that. It stops that in its tracks. But not only are you doing that, you're powering up. So by not using the numbers and using an affirmation, you're actually repowering yourself with, you know, I am powerful. I'm taking back or I claim back my power or I claim back the control of my life. I'm taking responsibility for my words, my actions, my thoughts, whatever it is that you choose. Your emotions yourself might have been triggered by abandonment, betrayal and shame. And that could be abandonment by what's happened. Betrayal could be you've betrayed yourself and shame could also be around the way you feel, the way you behaved in the relationship, the way you behave to other people to protect that relationship. Recovering from emotional abuse is horrific in itself, but then to be shoved into situations where you just really want to be curled up in a ball or you want to lick your wounds can add to that. There's the low loneliness of maybe not having people around you. Maybe you work away and you're working or maybe your family, you for whatever reason, aren't around you or your friends aren't around you. It can be such a lonely place coming out of these relationships and then to be added in and you've got maybe a drip feed on Facebook of everyone putting their Christmas decorations up or they're having, they're standing there in their Christmas jumpers or whatever it is that's going on. And all you want to do is cry or go over and and the chemical reactions within your body that is saying this is all my fault. The abuser purposely steals your self-esteem and damages you to a level that you cannot function. So it's so crucial to ground. It's so crucial to start breathing. As said, that one, that new one that I picked up the other day is like on steroids. And 
it's so crucial to have these honest conversations because they are the key, I promise you, to healing. Because you can go and see a counsellor or a therapist if you're not honest with them. You have to create a trust. But if you're only giving them a little tiny bit here and a little tiny bit there of honesty, you're not going to move forward as quickly and as powerfully. And this is why I do the work I do. It's really powerful. It's really quick. And for the majority of people, you know, depending on what wounds we're working with, that it's gone. But these wounding that takes place can be multi-layered. So it might take a bit of time, but it's faster than spending years and years and years of counseling. It's removing the trauma. But what we're trying to get to is a, a point that you get closure, that you give up that wounding that you're not good enough or you're waiting for them to come back on a promise of nothing because it was a fake future it wasn't real nothing about the relationship was real and that in itself can be so painful i hope this has been of use to you i hope it's helped you in some way please share it if you know someone that would benefit from hearing it and as always i'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time